Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Super Deluxe Games cast. I do not have John's entire intro script, and I'm battling an honorary pit bull just off screen with my door. Uh, I'm Derek. Uh, I'm here with Jeff and CJ. What's up, guys? How's it going, man? I'm doing, man. I'm doing. Jeff, what's up with you? Um, nothing. I mean, the same thing that's been up for a year. Yeah, well, I've been right. in my house all day, and I need to get the fuck out. I need to get out. We're still in hell, and uh, <laughs> Finn will be joining us shortly. He's running a tiny bit late. Um, I'm I cannot let the baby in. Uh, so Finn will be joining us shortly. Uh, we have several members who could not make it tonight. So it's gonna be a nice, cozy, smaller show. Uh, but we do have some news to talk about. We're finally getting into the time of year again where gaming news is slowly beginning to flow. Uh, I want to go ahead and let people down early. No, this show is not going to talk about game stonks. We're not doing that. We're not finance bros. We're not equipped to talk about that subject. And frankly, Twitter has turned into enough of a hellscape for that particular subject. Is not happening tonight. This is not Buy your pumpkins place. pumpkins in January. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I won't lie when I in January. when I when I think when I thought about I, I I I'm not usually on Twitter and I like came back for like a couple weeks and I kind of went away again but uh, I won't lie the I didn't uh, I didn't have it in my cards for this year that the thing uh, taking down Twitter discourse another notch was was GameStop stocks <laughs> like oh my that God. wasn't on my bingo card for this year congratulations nintendo taught a bunch of nerds to speculate with turnip prices and now they've turned into the joker because of gamestop stock prices like i don't you know that's that's all yeah i know that's the thing too anyone who really wants to to talk about that subject ocasio cortez is doing that right now live on twitch like you already have a much better place to go for that particular subject i'd like to focus on some actual gaming news but before all of that as is always the case, I'd like to talk a little bit about what we've been playing. Uh, CJ, let's start with you, man. What have you been playing recently, this last like week or so? Um, yeah, I've been playing much because uh, it's slow at this point. Uh, as far as you know, even getting review codes is very much like a devs aren't putting anything out. Yeah, what's <laughs> coming out to review? What's coming out? Oh, yeah. So uh, I've been, and I, I talked about this in, disc, in the uh, Discord chat a bit. I got a 4K TV. Paired with that, uh, that that PS5, it's like the it's magical combination, getting me through unemployment. And I've been revisiting a bunch of old PS4 games that ran like garbage and looked like garbage on my base console for the first time. 4K, I I, you know, I booted up Red Dead 2. Um, been playing um, what else? I I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've been playing um, a, a, a bunch of stuff, and it all looks great. Um, as far as new things that I'm playing, we got a review code or an, an early code for from Square Enix for Balan Wonderworld, the, the demo that came out today. So I got it yesterday. I had like early access. I, I finished the demo. I damn near 100%ed it. Um, a little bit of background. I'm a huge Sonic fan, right? Like so those Yuji Naka designs are very special to me. I don't like adventure like a lot of people do. I I, I, I never played Shadow the Hedgehog, but I, I, I like it enough <laughs> to sort of know my shit. And I love 3D platformers. I like, you know, collect-a-thon platformers. I like even these open-ended ones. And I was very excited for this game. I think they first showed it off at that Xbox event back in July. That was the first time they showed it off. Was it an Xbox event or was it first shown off at a, at a Nintendo Direct? No, it, I think it was an Xbox. I, I might be wrong. I don't want to, like, say anything. But I, that's where I first remember seeing it. It was at, yeah. a, at, an, at one of those Xbox, like, when they were showing off stuff for the Series X. 
they announced it as like, oh, it's Square collaborating with like the Sonic creator. Oh, okay. So I was looking forward to it. Looking forward to it less now. <laughs> it, 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 um, basically the demo gives you three levels, right? And each one has about one or two acts to go through. Basically, you just get to the end of level, um, you know, performing some tasks, fighting some boss, fighting some enemies. The main character gets these like cups powers with like the um, link to certain costumes. It doesn't feel as good as I wanted. It looks nice in a lot of style. It just doesn't feel as good to play as what I, I would have hoped. I'm saying, especially with the platformer, the movement isn't as uh, as smooth. It, it it's kind of awkward. I, I I'm 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 worried for the state of this game. Will I buy it day one? Yeah, duh. But I'm not necessarily looking forward to what the rest of this is. Um, I, I'm sure what John Finn and I will have like way more to talk about, like in its own separate segment. But I you know wanted to get that out there first. Um, and the other game I had, I wanted to save it for a, the segue into our main topic. We can if you want to wanna hold on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why. Jeff, what have you been playing, man? Ah, uh, it's it's come to this. I <laughs> I deferred last week because I didn't want to talk about this game. Um, uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy 15 again, and I, I didn't want to talk about it. Shame. I I don't love <laughs> Final Fantasy 15, and I just we talk about that series enough on this show. I just try to avoid it at all costs, but it's. John's joining the call. Yeah, we've shit posted about <laughs> Final just, Fantasy John's so much. In. Yeah. We've shit posted about Final Fantasy so much that we became <laughs> official influencers through Square Enix. <laughs> uh, so um yeah, I mean I'm I'm hit, sitting here waiting for like some real next gen games and they're not coming because we're in a pandemic and and all that. So uh you know, I, I typically most of the games I play these days seem to be old games and uh I played 15 when it came out and I beat it. Pretty much mainlined it, like, 25 hours, did a little bit of extra stuff. Really did not like it. Like, really just super down on the game. The first half, I thought, was, like, not bad. Um, but it, it was just a, a just a hot mess. And uh, I see a lot of people that really loved it. So I wanted, especially John really likes it. It's his second favorite Final Fantasy. Uh, though I feel like that changes depending on the day. But um, I, uh, you know, so I wanted to give it, like, a, a second chance with an open mind. Like, no expectations. Uh, kind of all that baggage of like a really hyped up new Final Fantasy is gone and it's just a game. Um, so and it runs at 60 FPS on the PS5, which is nice. Uh, so it looks really good and and runs pretty good. Um, but my I'm like kind of almost at the end of the open world section, which, as I remember, was the only good part of the game. So I I can't really weigh in on like the second part, but it's uh, I don't know. I The bad stuff is worse than I remembered and the good stuff is better than I remembered. It's a really weird uh, it's a really weird game. Like, first of all, the the fucking the first character you meet is like Cindy, and I just for I must have just erased that from my mind. Like how like I pull in with my car and she's like wiping my windshield down like this with her chest <laughs> just like hanging there, and then she's like wiping down the back and her butt's like, and I'm like, man, like did Hideo Kojima direct this part of the game? Like, what what's going on here? Um. But you yeah, so that's like the first five minutes of it. Yeah, thank you, Derek. Yeah. How did you that's notice first... it was so subtle? What are you talking about? <laughs> that's like the, the first five minutes of the game. Um, but you know, once you get past that, there's uh it's just a weird game, but it's kind of weird in a good way. Like there's a lot of really goofy stuff, and I think uh games themselves and especially Final Fantasy can take itself really seriously sometimes. Uh, they've always got a little bit of humor in there, but like so it could just go really edgy 
and really super like dark. Uh, and um, I don't know. I, I like that this game is just like super light and just a bunch of goofballs just hanging out. The camping stuff with all the branding like Coleman and cup noodles and stuff like that. Like it's just fucking everywhere. It is at its um, best when it's camping with the boys simulator, basically. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I'm at 25 hours now. I basically have played as much as I did my entire first run. And I still haven't finished that. Cause I'm like, this is, I'm not going to enjoy the game once I stop doing this part. So, uh, but no, that uh, it's like, there's a lot of interesting ideas, like driving around in the car. They've got like all the soundtracks from all the final fantasies. I can just throw on a song, take in the sights. It's a really chill game. And it's, it's too bad. Cause I think there's like good ideas and they just didn't execute on any of them. Like, the biggest thing to me, I don't know how they manage this. Something is up with the terrain in this game. And I'm sorry I'm going on so long, but I think we got time. It's a yeah, yeah, we it's do. a slow podcast. Uh, something's up with the terrain. Like, everywhere I go in this game, it feels like, I don't know if you guys have played a Bethesda game recently or, like, something like that, where you're trying to get to a spot that you don't, aren't really supposed to be able to get to, and you're kind of, like, glitching and jumping. And, like, <laughs> even the mainline dungeons in this game you're kind of Skyrim feel like I'm not shit, really... Just... Yeah, I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. The textures are really bad, and, like, I'm trying to jump somewhere, and it's not really... And they never fucking patch the fact that uh, X on the PlayStation controller is both jump and, like, use, like, interact with anything in the world. That's not a That was the biggest thing. problem at That's launch. just poor design. Yeah, like, like I... <laughs> I'm trying to talk to Santa upgrade something and Noctis is just like jumping up and down like because you didn't quite wait long enough to hit the end of the of the animation you can jump again before you exit the recovery <laughs> animation of it so you're just sitting there hopping yeah <laughs> like and it, yeah I don't know so it's uh yeah we'll see how I want to see how the second half plays out because um I just like didn't get any of it. And that's, I think the game's biggest problem. It has no, I even fucking watched Kingsglaive for this run Ooh. against all, I swore to myself, I would never, ever watch this, this movie. Did I watch and it? I started the game up too. <laughs> like I just it's not, it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> it, you know, uh, I like it better than Advent children. I'll say that. I the day will that come too. when a piece of, of final fantasy animation is not fucking awful. But they're zero for four so far. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> not likely. Uh, yeah, it's not the worst thing ever. As as like game lore goes, if you have two hours and nothing better to do, it's serviceable. But uh, <laughs> it is like super important. It's hilarious how at the start of the game, like the entire kingdom gets destroyed and the main character's father dies. And I thought I remembered it like I was like, oh, I must have forgot. There must have been actually more than I remember. And there isn't. It's like you get a phone call or see a newspaper and there's like 15 seconds of just random bits from the movie shoved in there. And then it's like, okay, I guess the city's gone and your dad's dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like dad. in any other game, this would be like a set piece that you played through or you would actually like go into the city or it would switch point of view. Right, but they needed like, you to spend that $4 on Google Play. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. I got my $4 to rent it on Google Play in HD. I saw it so. at a... I saw it on DVD at a Dollar Tree. I should have picked it up. Just yeah. for, like research on this fucking like. It's not any better. Like the the, the Final Fantasy fifteen doesn't make more sense because you watched Kingsglaive because Kingsglaive doesn't make any fucking sense. Like mm -mm. you know, and it actually Kingsglaive uh, retroactively makes the game worse because I didn't yeah. know they had I didn't know they had like an all star voice cast for Kingsglaive, and you go from like Lena Headey or whatever who is Cersei in the movie playing Luna to like what I'm. 
I'm sorry. No disrespect to the the actress who plays Luna in the game. I, I voice actors have a really tough job. But I'm sorry. Whatever the voice direction, whatever weird accent things going on, like that is one of the weaker uh, characters in the game in terms of like just every time she talks, it's just a nightmare. You know, the funniest thing in the world would be if if halfway through Kingsglaive, if a character like if they had to fit a random plot development into like a 30 second montage that was another movie you had to watch. <laughs> Wasn't there an anime that you had to watch also? Oh, fuck that. Oh, I'm, there not was. I'm not doing that. There That's was. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. was. Zero for five then. I forgot about that one. I, will I, say- I remember the launch cycle for this game and me not be, being outside of Final Fantasy. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this, should, this shouldn't be that hard. They had, they had fucking Greg Miller host that live uh, reveal thing and Greg Miller fucking hates Final Fantasy. <laughs> like, And then didn't they delay it after that anyway? Yeah. And he was just like shitting on it all the way through. Just like, I don't know what's up with this dumb Final Fantasy shit, but here's 15. So... <laughs> And turns out it was dumb Final Fantasy <laughs> well, shit. So. He was right. I mean, you know. Hmm. I, the last thing I'll say before we talk about video games again is I will say, uh, uh, hey, somebody want to get that person in chat? Any of our mods? Any of our like eight mods? Cool. Thank you. Keep going, Jeff. You're muted, Jeff. Jeff, you've muted Thank yourself. You. There you yeah, go. <laughs> in the heat of passion about Final Fantasy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I, I will say Kingsglaive kept the tradition of killing Sean Bean. So for well, that, right, I, right, because you gotta, it. you gotta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly surprised. Oh yeah, why was my? Hang on, let me fix that. Um, but anyway, um, I'll have to do that later. Sorry, sorry, sorry for the interruption. Um, but yeah, no, Final Fantasy 15. I need to revisit that sometime. I just, um, it it doesn't run super. It's pretty demanding on PC. So I'm I'm waiting until I can finally do this upgrade to an Ampere card. To, I mean. Dude, I, I have a 2080 and a Ryzen, and I ended up playing it on PS5 because it's still... Yeah, it's still iffy. It's still iffy. It's a little wonky. It doesn't yeah. help that it uses DLSS 1.0 instead of 2.0. That's, that's a thing I don't want to get into. I'm getting too far off topic. Have you been playing <laughs> anything else, or has it been a Final Fantasy 15 fest? No, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I did play... I think I talked about it on one of the other shows. I played a bit of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I don't know. Someone's going to jump on me in it probably for this, but I played six or eight hours of it really good. And then I kind of felt like I saw everything it had to offer. I was like, okay, it's just more outposts. You know, it's just more like it's, it was a really good game, but I just wasn't, I wasn't ready for like more of that open world. And here I'm in final fantasy, but that's anyways, (laughs) Yeah. I I had my fill. It's a really well-made game. Uh, I just didn't really feel the need to like keep going. Yeah. Not to pile on it, but I I have no, um, outlet for this yeah i felt the same way i played for like a, a few hours and i'm like yeah yeah and here's the thing i'm I, I i admit i'm the biggest fucking hypocrite ever because i poured like 90 hours into assassin's creed valhalla which is more open world bullshit but i mean it's it's, it's more fun with it. I, I got 70 <laughs> 75 hours in assassin's creed origins so i, 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 I like, like that shit but it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah i um it doesn't help that final fantasy 15 doesn't have a good combat system i'll, I'll throw that out there any real-time combat system where buttons don't actually time up to, mm-hmm. like, it's 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 just a meaningless fucking action system. That's oh. my fear, because I haven't played 7 yet, and, I, and I, I'm and i kind of scared of that combat system. Is no, 7's it as actually, as it's, 7's it's, actually it's, pretty good. 7's actually yeah. really good. Uh, okay. I wish 15 played the way 7. 15 is built to look like it plays the way 7 Remake actually does. 
Okay. That is the best description of it. You absolutely yeah. nailed it because it it looks cool, but it's actually mechanically a disaster. And seven like yeah. looks good and is actually like kind of satisfying. Yeah, there's absolutely Sorry, no guys, concept. This is like Kingdom Hearts is my only frame of reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's closer Kingdom to Street. Kingdom Hearts. Like Kingdom Hearts, you press a button and a thing happens. And like Final Fantasy fifteen, okay. you press a button and like a thing may happen two seconds later. <laughs> you or know? like five things will happen in succession where it'll be like new blindside link and then double yeah. link and then everyone just starts jumping in and you're you'll like, be okay, mashing I'm, the, the yeah. attack button yeah, and, yeah, and there's no yeah and there's no concept of of when it's the correct time to hit the next button to make the attack happen it's oh it's just awful uh not not to bash final fantasy 15 <laughs> super fucking hard uh seven remake was really good um so i have been playing for the last week Pretty much exclusively um, 13 Sentinels uh, Aegis Rim, which I grabbed like over the holidays on sale. It's been sitting on a shelf. John has been bugging me to play it uh, to Helen back. And then Justin started playing and Justin has been bugging me to play it to Helen back. And I finally I finished a couple games. I had room on the, the list of how many games I'm playing at one time. And I started, I started 13 Sentinels and it's really good uh, in, in some aspects. It's a very mixed, weird game. Um, so those of you who haven't played it, it's almost broken into two separate games. And one of these games is kind of a visual novel format, like adventure game. You're walking around, you're talking to people, you're trying to like unlock code words and, and, work your way through like a weird time flow chart. There's lots of timey wimey bullshit. You're trying to sort through 13 different characters, timelines, you know, and, and not, it's not all told in chronological order. And there's clearly fuckery about. So it almost reminds me of like the zero escape games where the zero escape games, you've got to do a lot of footwork and a lot of branch exploring to actually get to the end of the story and piece it all together. But it's really good. Um, there is also a weird, cheap looking, like isometric tower defense-y kind of game where you get to pick a couple characters and, and put them and their robots out on like a field around a defense point and enemies come in from all over, but it's, it's not great. Like there's a lot of mechanical depth that doesn't fucking matter. Um, there's nothing is actually represented like for all this beautiful vanillaware sprite work and vanillaware has some of the most gorgeous art and sprite work I've seen in, in gaming. Um, like all of the giant robots are like a green cursor on a map in this mode. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, man? All the enemies are red dots and red, um, bloopy, like big cursors, you know? So, so nothing looks like the thing it's supposed to represent. Um, and I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like it too much in that regard. Uh, I definitely threw it on the casual mode for the, um, for the combat sec segments. So I could just burn through them, get them done and get back to the story stuff. Um, I really like the story stuff. Um, so yeah, someone in chat talking about, um, hearing about the sexualizations of, of kids and high schoolers. I, so I'm like 
really far. I'm like 70, 80% through the actual story. And I've, I don't think it's as bad as a lot of other people say, but it's definitely some anime bullshit. Like you got to have a tolerance for some anime bullshit. Um, the worst of it is definitely the school nurse who is, who is like, I mean, look, you play dragon's crown, you know, there's going to be some of that. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I like the game. I think it's setting up some really cool storytelling. Um, but I don't know how much it's for people. If you're coming in for like a deep engaging, strategy gameplay experience nah and if you're coming in with very low uh tolerance for anime fan servicey bullshit you know like the like the characters do end up like magically appearing naked inside the mechs you don't see anything like it's pretty much just like 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 shoulder up or like their back but it's clear that they are naked in like a motorcycle seat kind of situation so like, but you don't see anything, but like, is there like a canonical like explanation for why they can't wear clothes while they're in the mech? No, well, they haven't tried yet, so I don't okay. think so. Um, <laughs> okay. but they need like, to breathe through their skin, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's like you know, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 stupid. But if the worst you're seeing is a back, is like somebody's back or like a tiny bit of of side boob, like, and I'm saying like a tiny bit, like it's. I've seen a lot fucking worse, which is really more of a condemnation of most <laughs> anime fan service bullshit than like a defensive vanillaware. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, but I've got I've got a built up defense against anime bullshit. I've been watching anime for a long time. So, you know, got that that big old tough callus. Yeah, I'm just I'm immune. You show me some real wild shit and I'm just like. Yeah, sure. Hit me. Let's go. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck it. So we had we had one more game, uh, CJ. You wanted to talk about. Oh, so yeah. So, so we could segue into the next thing. Perfect. It all worked out. Um, basically, for those who know me, you know that I have a love hate relationship with the Call of Duty series. Um, more so, a lot uh, this year is Call of Duty. Well, technically last year's Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which I it, it, it's the most average. Call of Duty game, the most half-baked Call of Duty Call of Duty game that also happens to be one of the most racist and vile right-wing pieces of shit I have played in the longest time. Uh, so, you know, and again, like the community meme, I can I can excuse all that if you give me something fun to play, but they couldn't do that because it's so um, barren when it comes to its content. So I decided to go back to Modern Warfare. It's still a great game. There's still lots of players online. I kind of wish Justin was here so him and I can gush about how much how 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 wild it is that last year's game looks better on base ps4 than this year's game looks on ps5 <laughs> um but the reason why i wanted to second that i wanted to use that as a segue is because uh today we're talking about activision yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so um so i'm trying to think of the, of the right way so it's the the afl cio right um who has uh like some share in both Activision Blizzard and in Electronic Arts, uh, put out a... Oh, there's Finn. Hey, what's up, buddy? Buddy, you there? I'm there, but I'm on my phone because my computer crashed on me. <laughs> Ain't that so, life. While it starts... How, yeah. how close are you to having your new computer ready? Uh, not very. <laughs> yeah, he, he still needs... 
You, a you CPU? S- yeah. <laughs> which is a kind of things. important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need a CPU, which got delayed till March. Oh, man. So Yeehaw. I'm going to have to turn you way up. We're live. Quiet on the phone. Uh, yeah, we're like, live. And it's actually perfect. You came in don't just in time. Don't my volume too much. I'm about to jump on from the computer. computer. Well, when you do that, I'll just turn you back down. Well, maybe I'll just right. mute you. Yeah. But yeah, hey, so no, we're about to... We're not about to... Mew 2, just regular Mew. <laughs> okay, now I'm just going to remove you from the call. Finn, you you are too powerful. Uh, he's For those listening to the podcast version, which will be most people, um, the he's wearing the official like Mew Pokemon button down. So good, good timing. Uh, well played. That's Articuno, sir. Is it Articuno? Okay, Mew's on the... I didn't realize it was two separate patterns. Mm. You can it, mix and match. Oh, okay. It's a potato the phone camera. The of my sleeve is Jolteon. Okay, well, Finn is a whole-ass Pokemon trainer on his shirt over there. Um, <laughs> Damn straight. This is now a fashion podcast. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? You're right. It has been too long since we talked Final Fantasy. So Final Fantasy 6. No, we, trust me. We had. Trust me, we fucking covered it. We covered some fucking so Final Fantasy. With, uh, the love story between Celis and Locke and his heartbreak over his girl, his ex-girlfriend, Rachel. And just the, the story that blossoms from there. And, then he, and then he moves in with his roommate, Ross. Right, right. Oh, sure. Good times. So... Anyway, so it's perfect timing. Final Fantasy just in time. sounds interesting. What do you guys know about it? <laughs> Came in just in time. I'm telling the... you, if we keep doing this, John is actually just going to barge in here. It'll happen. He's going to come in through the door. <laughs> like, Kool-Aid man bust through the wall. Out of my closet. <laughs> I'm just going to do this while we tie. Wait, look, look at all my cool comics. I got comic this is fucking riveting audio only content for the 80 (laughs) percent of our audience who will never look at the video version finn i know hey look there's a 3070 sitting on my shelf as i wait for the rest of my computer yeah okay so for fucking real i really want to get to the subject (laughs) oh what's our subject oh look at all that manga (laughs) (laughs) i think i could see a vein on derek's Forehead just popping a little bit. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm hey, just De- Derek. Why don't you uh, let's let's go let's let's move on. Look at let's all the Airbender on. stuff. So the AFL CIO reached out to both Activision Blizzard and Electronic <sighs> Arts and suggested to them that they introduce. Uh, it's it's done in the NFL and it's it's called the Rooney Rule. Uh, but the idea behind it is that you are promising that you will interview at least one diverse candidate. Um, in, in the NFL, it's used for coaching jobs uh, because of the the uh, prevalence, uh, let's call it prevalence, of, of white men coaching in the NFL. Um, but the idea is that, uh, so if, if they're asking EA and Activision Blizzard, hey, anybody you hire, we want to see at least one person who's not a white man on on that interview list um you know it doesn't necessarily mean you have to hire them you just have to interview more than white men um ea responded with kind of a non-answer about like you know hey yeah we'll consider it we'll we'll look into this we're committed to diversity blah 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 press release bullshit uh activision 
responded by saying that while they would attempt to do so with their CEO and director positions, a.k.a. the positions that we all know are going to white men anyway, 99% of the time, uh, they have no interest in doing so for other positions within the company and in fact argued that being forced to interview at least one diverse candidate for any given position would would impede them it would slow down uh you know the they need to be able to move through hiring at an accelerated pace and forcing them to do that would slow them down too much it would it would interfere with their operations actually um, the um i got the, the full if you've quote got here. the actual quote that'd be great i yeah, can pull it up i think so i think it comes from vice it says uh while the company has uh implemented a rooney rule <laughs> policy as envisioned implementing a policy that would extend such an approach to all hiring decisions amounts to an unworkable encroachment on the company's ability to run its business and compete for talent in a highly competitive, fast-moving market. So it's just like an elaboration of what you said. Like, they're basically saying, like, we don't have time to, like, you know, not (laughs) interview non-white men. We need to hire the first white dude that comes along and move on. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's really fucked, too, because, like, so, so one of the problems with the Rooney rule in the NFL, uh, I mean, not that it's a bad thing, but one of the problems is that it hasn't actually really done much to change the fact that most coaches end up being white men. Because what happens is teams interview, you know, a couple people, and then they pick the white guy. And that happens en masse anyway. Um, and so you still end up with an NFL largely coached by white guys, but, you know, at least they interviewed you know, non-white candidates or Mm -hmm. women candidates or, or what have you. Um, so, but what's funny is, is that Activision saying they're not pushing back against having to hire more non-white men. They don't even want to have to interview them and then skip over them. And to me going like, look, we need to move through this. We, you know, we've got to keep up with this fast paced market. That almost to me sounds like, look, 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 look here, guys. You know that we're just going to hire the white dude. And we know we're just going to hire the white dude. So let's skip the middle, man. Let's not why are even we doing call. the dance. Right? Let me just. Yeah. yeah, why dance? Let me just hire the white dude like we know I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of what that sounds like to me. Not mm-hmm. to be like. Overly unkind, but. That's kind of how I'm how I'm reading that statement personally. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, and like their argument from a business perspective, their argument uh, isn't totally false. It does take more time uh, to collect more candidates, to find better candidates. I mean, that's just how business works. If you want to hire good people, it usually takes a little bit more than the first five people that apply. Um, but companies, especially big companies like this, in such a huge position with the resources that they have. I can, I assure you, if anyone can afford to take two more weeks to hire a position, it's probably a company like Activision Blizzard. Um, you know, and that's, you know, you make big money, you make big successful games. I'm sorry, you can't have all that and then take the cheap and easy route through everything else. Like you have a responsibility um, because of the power and influence that you have in the industry and if we want this industry to change, everyone has to do their part, and especially the companies that have the power to make that change, to actually put more diverse people 
uh, as a lead writer, lead director on a game like Diablo four, um, you know, that's where the big shifts are going to come from. And, you know, I'm sorry if it's hard, but like, you know, that's not a good excuse. Yeah. So that's my take. Also like the fact that they're like, okay, well, CEO positions. Sure. Like, Bobby Kotick's not going anywhere. We know that. Like, short of short of him being dragged out of that office, Bobby Kotick is there to stay until somebody finds his phylactery. So, like, it, it's yeah, almost feels... Like, dogs didn't, get, didn't get him out. I mean, he's yeah. Not <laughs> but, like... <laughs> like, right? But, yeah, so it's like them saying, like, well, we'll do it for CEO positions in a thousand years is very, like... You know, I mean, director positions, we've seen a, a little diversity in in some companies. I mean, we've seen we've we've seen more women getting into those positions, largely more white women. Uh, again, seeing non-white people in director level positions in in gaming is still very, very rare. Um, but but yeah, like it just I don't know. It's it's it. You could have just given the non-answer EA when you're given a worse <laughs> Yeah. PR response than EA. Like oh, Activision yeah. had to do the bare minimum. They 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 put in a lot of work to just make themselves seem worse. Yeah. That's oh the, my god. I know. It's the most easy thing. To the average person who isn't necessarily like if, if you showed someone like EA's uh EA statement, they would be like, okay, they're 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 gonna try. Activision's this whole thing was like, oh, we're just not gonna try. <laughs> how dare you ask well that's another thing in the article they say that uh they have made moves to ensure that that question will not be asked again at the i think they said the next like shareholders meeting um so like they're not only saying no they're also like and don't fucking ask us again (laughs) wow yeah so this is frustrating. And between between that, between them making record profits and still laying people off en masse years mm-hmm. in a row, like Activision continues to prove that they really are the kind of the evil empire of gaming at this point. I I don't it makes yeah. it really hard to like Blizzard games and products when you know it coaches. was it was EA for so long, and of course they're not blameless, but uh yeah, I, I I I try to stay so far away from like the evil like big gaming company because a lot of companies have problems, big well, and small. And it's yeah, very easy all to, companies like, are evil. That's yeah. just that's yeah. the fact. They they only yeah. exist to make money. So you know, no company's your friend. Yeah. But yeah, Activision's just got a a real big stink to it, and they don't seem to really care about fixing it. Yeah, it hurts more because they had such a great year in 2020. <laughs> like as far as like games that I was actually interested in, <laughs> so it's like you know it's it's that love hate relationship with the company that's obviously awful. But I mean, when they dangle a Tony Hawk or Crash Bandicoot game in front of me, yeah, I mean, I'm, you're looking at we forget got... what they um they did to that uh I forget the esports player um was that Overwatch the uh, with the Hong Kong um, Hearthstone I think it was Hearthstone, Hearthstone for sure yeah yeah let's let's not forget that because that did happen and they never ever really like fixed that yeah yeah I mean I I have I have um so like I'm gonna be real about that particular issue is is it it fucking sucks that they really obviously did not want to piss off the Chinese government uh in terms of making any kind of political statement that might piss off the Chinese government. But like, 
they also don't want to make any kind of political statement that would piss off whatever American government's in power. Um, And that's been the case at almost every media company for a very long time. And I think that Americans and a lot of the West are very, very used to that kind of, of deference and fear towards the American government being standard to the point Mm -hmm. that it almost feels like, like you want that, which you you don't. Um, So just now that there's another global power in the world that, that media companies are equally terrified to piss off politically, um, a lot of Americans and a lot of other people are like, Hey, no, uh, no, this is our job to, to, you know, not, it's our job to politically censor, uh, you know, fucking gaming. Can I make a quick, a real quick aside that has nothing really to do with this, but it just reminded me of it. The, there was like, it was a blip on the radar and then I never heard about it again. It was like the other week, the, of all things, the company behind the Euro truck simulator games, I think it's like SCS or something like that. They, uh, so they, they basically added in, uh, the ability to drive truck. Like it's a truck simulator game. You drive big rig trucks and make deliveries and stuff like that. So they added in the ability to deliver vaccines to, as like part of the pandemic. Like, you know, they're like, hey, this is like a good thing that's happening. You could be the truck driver that's delivering the vaccines. But then like with that statement, they put out like this big long paragraph that was like, we are not saying we are for or against vaccines. We have no stance on vaccines. We're just, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> Who was saying was a you long were? answer there, guys. Yeah, it was just like, it would. It was like it was the answer to the question nobody asked. Nobody was at. Nobody was even mad at them for putting this in the game. They like completely unprompted, just like needed to get out in front of this. And like we're not for or against vaccines, but this we wanted to add this. To, it was just like I'm I not guess even. They didn't... <laughs> I'm not even mad at that, but it's definitely way buck fucking wilder. Then, yeah. <laughs> like, I at least get the logic behind, like, hey, our games are really fucking popular in China, and if we want to keep mm-hmm. making money in China, we can't say shit. But yeah. vaccines? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, like, you know, five-year-old truck simulator game? Like, the spotlight is not on them. And are we worried the out anti-vaxxer anyway? crowd is not going to want to buy Euro truck yeah. sim? The fact that you put vaccine shipping in there is enough for those people to have a conniption, so... <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> anyways, just that. Oh, uh, that was something that's truly wild shit. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like to your point, CJ, like about it being, you know, kind of the, the issue of a problematic fave. Like I, I love Blizzard. I love a lot of Blizzard's games and I've got to deal with with, I mean, a kind of the unresolved stuff with Hong Kong, uh, you know, and, and the Chinese government that I I. I know I just said, like, it's a taste of our own medicine from a different country, but, like, I still don't like it. I can be a hypocrite there a little bit. Uh, yeah. But but also, like, I got BlizzCon Line coming up in, what, a couple weeks now? Um, and, and I got to deal with shit like this, where Blizzard is now because of fucking Bobby Kotick, which could just be, I'm appointed at Bobby Kotick, that can easily be a convenient excuse. There's a lot of people below Bobby Kotick's level who are all too happy to not worry about a Rooney rule. Um, yeah. you know, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating and it doesn't feel like there's a, a straightforward as is the case much of the time with games and game companies and, and boycotting. It's not always that, that clear cut. We, it sucks. We don't have the power to, to make that change. Like yeah. we're all kind of just like, they're like, you know, they know we're going to fucking buy their games. Yeah. So 
Yeah, find we're, we're, we're terminally online, so we know all this shit. I mean, how many? <laughs> yeah, there yeah. Are millions, yeah. Millions of people who have no idea what the fuck a Rooney Roll is. I mean, go buy my wife's upstairs playing World of Warcraft right now. She has no fucking clue. Like, yeah. she just, you know, they, they don't. It's just how it is. And there's also just a lot of people who you tell them, like, hey, they need to be able to interview, um, you know, one one non-white man candidate. And to them, they're sitting there going like, well, affirmative action ruins workplaces. Like, you know, so you've got people who are actively probably like, I didn't know about this until you told me. And now I think it's a great idea. Get your Marxism out of my game. Yeah, get get your cultural Marxism and your cultural Bolshevism out of my game. I don't know why Cletus is yelling at me about cultural Bolshevism, but, you know, that's usually the case. Bobby uh, Kotick's going to be a folk hero <laughs> to, like, a lot of, like, all right, judges. <laughs> the songbirds and the gamers. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. Uh, Finn, I know you've been listening in through all this. I don't know if you have anything you want to add in on the conversation. Or if it's all been hit. I know you've also been kind of... Well, as a straight white male, I feel like my uh, opinion is holds the most weight, I want to say. And uh, for that reason, I'm going to abstain from saying anything because I have nothing to contribute of any merit to this conversation except uh, Activision can get fucked because that's yeah. that's shitty. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's all I good, got on that that's one. That's a good opinion. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an A-plus Short, opinion. Short but sweet. Yeah. Yes. You nailed <laughs> it. Um... I don't know that there's, I mean, we could, we could keep going on, but like the point is Activision, what the fuck? Like just, just interview people, man. Just, did, did, I do have a, I, I do have one question. Though. Yeah. Did Jeff and CJ get to lament the death of Tony Hawk three? No. Yet? Um, <laughs> we, we hadn't, we hadn't spoken about vicarious visions, uh, being merged completely into the blizzard umbrella of the company. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to say there. We could spend a couple minutes on it. Yeah, let's take um, a couple minutes before we move on. I don't know. Like yeah. it, someone gets <laughs> play amazing, great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. So that's. I mean, that's the. You know, Derek just said it right. Like they, they basically took vicarious visions and kind of. I don't know. They. So does that studio no longer exist? They. My like, understanding is they do. They're just under Blizzard. Under, okay. They so didn't it's like get a, like. Yeah. And they may in the future be renamed into like Blizzard, whatever, right. you know, like, uh, you know, like a difference. Like we have like Bioware Austin, Bioware. Right. Uh, you used to have okay, Blizzard yeah. North, you know, I yeah. mean, that may eventually happen. Um, mm-hmm. But as of right now, yeah, it's just Vicarious Visions as they were under Blizzard. Now, what, what were the last couple projects they did? Because I know that they did um, the they did the Crash Remaster Trilogy and four. Right. Yeah. Oh, and Toys for Bob did four. They oh, okay. also did the they so, did the fantastic PC port of Destiny Two, which is a a very good, um, that's that's a really good PC yeah. port. That's a and good then, game. And then they did Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater One and Two. So mm-hmm. so porting and remasters has really been, I mean, for a long time, more Vicarious Visions uh, wheelhouse than actual straight up original game development. Um, yeah, because they did the, the the handheld ports. I think for for the longest time, if I'm correct, for love like Tony Hawk and like Crash games. I think we, we yeah, I think that was sort of their 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 jam back in the day. The reporting house. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um, 
But it's interesting that you would move Vicarious Visions under Blizzard because Vicarious is, is really well known at this point, again, being a, a remaster in Porthouse. And Blizzard doesn't that, have a lot of games left to remaster. Like, true. we've known they're working on Diablo 2 for a while. It's a really poorly kept secret. But after Diablo 2 is over with, like, what mm-hmm. is there that's that's worthwhile in in blizzard's compendium that still needs some kind of cleaned up re-release starcraft one did starcraft two is modern warcraft three got a messy updated re-release but it's out there um you know wow is current diablo three is current like they're almost gonna have to move on to original development right yeah and i guess you could say you know you could say the same thing about valve but they just keep proving (laughs) you wrong well (laughs) i don't know to me there's like I don't I don't know enough about the business side to say like if this is a good move financially or not. I just know the Crash remaster sold insanely good. That surprised everyone and the Tony Hawk games sold very well. Um so it's like how you're obviously now you're not going to be remastering Tony Hawk 3 4 presumably and like these other you know so how much what is the loss of those potential games? Um how much do you bring to like the games that you're going to be supporting now but it's it goes beyond just remasters i think um obviously to remaster games you need a huge amount of technical skill and the games that they have remastered look very good and um typically run very good like i said they did an amazing job with the pc version of destiny 2 tony Hawk pro skater 1 and 2 was 60 frames per second everywhere and you know so there's obviously a lot of technical accomplishments there that maybe uh they can really benefit uh blizzard and stuff in games like diablo 4 and stuff like that where it's like you know they're not really remaster anything but you put some of them on the graphics engine, put some of them on kind of a lot of that final QA process optimization and things like that. Because if there's a lot of things that can tank a game right off the bat and like being buggy and looking like crap and running like crap, uh, provide great meme fodder for the internet. So, um, you know, I could see the value there adding them to some of those projects, but. Yeah, I, um, this is interesting. Cause I also think like what with, with as, as much good as, as vicarious has done, under Activision's side of the house, and as much as Activision really has that Vicarious could work on, it seems like such a missed opportunity to put them under Blizzard. Like, there's got to be a reason for that, to put them permanently under Blizzard, at least for the near term. Um, I can't can't figure out what the fuck. Why, if I'm Bobby Kotick, why I would shuffle that asset over here instead of having them work on Tony Hawk 3 and 4 right or or anything else i, and I, don't I guess my my desire now is give toys to give uh tony hawk the toys for bob Ooh, i can fuck know. with so, this idea so, okay so here's a little known fun fact that for, for those so toys for bob actually did make a skateboarding game back on the gamecube era called uh disney's extreme skate adventure which used the tony hawk's pro skater 4 you guys do you guys remember that game i had talked to jeff about you, it like really you mentioned cool. it before and then since google is fucking recording my data like literally the next time i booted up the youtube app the first suggested video was disney's skate adventure and i was like what the fuck is it's, this? It's, a skateboard, it's a skateboarding game in which you play like through it's basically kingdom hearts meets tony hawk it's wonderful but they they have they've they've they that game used the pro skater 4 engine and it was great well, not great, but it was great for however old I was when I first played it. So I, I guess give it to them because they did such a good job making an original Crash game. You know what I'm saying? Like after the, I guess Spyro, yeah. like they'll, they'll make an original Spyro game first. Like they'll do Spyro 4 
and then mm-hmm. give them Tony Hawk because like we're probably not going to get three and four remaster remade or whatever. I'd probably rather see a new game anyway. You know, yeah. I mean, oh. like no? my my fear is they're going to make another underground style game where it's like an open world kind of deal, and it's gonna they're going to introduce a, a bunch of bullshit like you know cars and fucking shopping carts and is the jackass bad? crew. Like, is it bad that <laughs> I liked Underground One and Two a lot? I I love I love Underground One and Two. I love Proving Ground. I like yeah. those those games. But I really do want like just the most basic ass like, Tony Hawk game. Like whooping Eric Sparrow's <laughs> ass up and down the block. <laughs> I'm not a Tony Hawk bitch. expert, but we can all agree Ride was the best one, right? Yeah, I never even played it, but it was yeah, I was gonna say was I don't know one with the actual, find anybody who played it. The actual skateboard deck that you it sat sure on? was. Oh man, <laughs> get on the thing now. I can't. <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck but like that. that's sort of my fear. Like if we if 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 we're gonna get a new one, that's sort of they're gonna like complicate it too much, right? Like I think that's my that's why I wanted three and four to be the buffer because four is already kind of like off formula complete a little bit compared to one two and three mm-hmm. um so yeah i think worst case scenario toys for bob watching well, a worst case scenario would be tony hawk's dead and that's it we're not going to get any more games and one and two is is, is all is it for us <laughs> um you know but at least jeff and i got to enjoy something for the time being <laughs> at least i got to feel human emotions <laughs> just for a oh, week I, I got oh. to be happy that one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh I do um, like that John is in the chat just looking up random athletes that he can uh he can he can make random athlete <laughs> pro their sport. You didn't yeah. know who Lindsey Vaughn was before you posted that, John. 100% he did not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh do we want to uh, want to move on to Xbox now, Derek? And then Yeah, we'll let's move on. Let's talk Jeff. Do you want to do you want to take lead on Xbox? Sure. Yeah. Um yeah. Let me know if I'm missing anything. I don't think there's a ton to this story, but uh, yeah, Microsoft, uh, they had, they went on a little journey uh, last week. So they, um, and actually I think a lot of people overlooked this last year. I believe it was July of last July. They quietly killed the 12 month option for Xbox live. I think it was still sold in some stores, but you could no longer digitally renew for 12 months of Xbox live. They removed that tier, which obviously was the most popular one. Um, because in terms of bang for your buck, dollars per month, uh, it was the cheapest. So they removed that, which was pretty much like a subtle hint, like, mm, okay, you can't get 12 months of Xbox Live, but you can get 12 months of uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Um, and that was like a pretty minor move. Like we could see the direction they wanted to go. So then uh, last week, um, just as far as I know, out of the blue, they're like, fuck it. Uh, the six months for Xbox Live, instead of being 40 bucks, it's now $60. Like, they almost doubled it. Like, you know, not not just going up like $5, like straight up $20 extra. So if you wanted a full year now, that's all of a sudden, that's $120 instead of 80. Like, that's a big fucking change. And obviously, they wanted to do this because they want you to look at Xbox Live and then look at Game Pass Ultimate and be like, oh, well, you know, this is only a few dollars a month more. I'm going to go with uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Um, but that's not what happened. <laughs> Instead, yeah. people kind of just tore them apart. Uh, so a few hours later, they actually backed down, reversed the pricing change, and said, by the way, uh, free-to-play games don't need Xbox Live anymore, which was kind of ridiculous to begin with. Because Yeah, I, was, I, was, I didn't even realize that you needed Xbox Live Gold to play well, free-to-play games online. When, when I got my, I think it was my Xbox 360, a long time ago, you needed fucking Xbox Live to watch Netflix. Like... Yes, I remember. 
I was paying like ten dollars a month for Netflix, and I'm like, oh, I need to pay another ten dollars a month for Xbox Live to watch. Those I think you still times. Yeah, I mean, I'm still shocked that it took them until this debacle to finally remove that paywall from free to play. The fact that it happened all through the mm -hmm. PS3 generation. Yeah. And it was like it was just the biggest like unnecessary like checkbox in the only PlayStation does it category. Mm -hmm. It was just weird that they kept going like, yeah, you want to play Final Fantasy uh, 11? You want to play Final Fantasy 14? You want to watch Netflix? You want to play mm -hmm. Fortnite? Like anything. It was just like, yeah. So they does anyone know they rolled it back for free to play games, but like subscription makes games like for example on playstation final fantasy 14 um you already pay a monthly subscription for that game so you don't need as far as i know you don't need playstation plus you do not um but on xbox they roll back free to play but like what about sub-based games i mean are I there what sub-based games are there on xbox because like oh. online need a need a subscription i think it's the closest it I think yeah, that in Fallout seventy six they do have like a monthly subscription, but that's more but of like a premium service. Though that's yeah, like a premium right. thing. Yeah, the only maybe the there, only maybe big sub games I can think of at this point are are MMOs that are almost entirely PC, with the exception of like Final Fantasy fourteen being really big on. Yeah, I feel like Final Fantasy fourteen is kind of the exception, and it's not but that on was Xbox announced for Xbox. Like, well, that's some shit they better figure out then, huh? <laughs> like two years ago now. I don't know what happened to that. Was it ever officially announced? Yeah, Phil Spencer said it was coming. Uh, yeah, so... But was it announced or was he just saying, like, it's a deal we're working on? Uh, all right, you guys keep talking. I'm going to... Yeah, I'll he's going to look up the exact clarify, wording. But... Um, now, for what it's worth, I think it was um, Daniel Ahmad, um, Juga EX on Twitter, uh, I believe, was saying that... that Microsoft actually had been planning to remove the free-to-play uh, requirements that you need to have Xbox Live Gold in order to play free-to-play games for a little bit now. Um, I'm kind of... And, and they just basically... They they did it, like, because there was a lot of backlash and they needed, like, kind of a win when they walked that back. I think my question is, why didn't you already do it then? If you could do that on in less than 20, in a few hours notice, why, what were you sitting on for that decision? Um, you know, it, I, I cannot put that together in my mind at all. Um, so I know that, that this is not that Microsoft may have been considering it, but to me, it's like, that's worse because you were thinking about it and you're making a choice not to, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. Um, I I get it, right? They want as many people as possible on Game Pass. Their streaming mm -hmm. services are not very good yet. Uh, nobody's is. That's just the, the the internet infrastructure in the United States is fucking garbage. We have third world internet here. Um, and you know, until until that gets fixed, we're we're stuck. Where their only options for Game Pass are people who are on either have gaming PCs or are on Xbox systems. And they just want as many people on that as possible until the streaming service becomes a thing and they can push game pass to anybody with a smartphone. But you know, mm -hmm. this was, uh, it was, it was pretty heavy handed. And, uh, I think we all saw that. Yeah. They, um, you know, they, it's, I think people get blinded, like, especially people like us that like play a lot of games and are like on a gaming podcast and stuff where it's like, the value of Game Pass is really good if you beat like 50 games a year and play all these games. But 
you gotta remember there's like a lot of people that you know grab madden and call of duty and you know like maybe two other games and it's not even like you know they just they don't need all that stuff so why do they need to spend more money to get it like they just need the bare minimum they just need to be able to play online with their friends and that's valid you know and xbox has been all about championing accessibility you've got like xbox all access where you can pay like 30 bucks a month and get a series x with game pass and all this stuff um and part of that accessibility should be having this you know other tier and not forcing people all up into this really expensive all-encompassing um, thing right if it's all about consumer choice and give them a choice in terms of what they want to do I, otherwise you're just giving them the illusion of choice i'm like yeah you can choose both of these but why the fuck would you choose this one you idiot when this <laughs> one's only two dollars more so fucking clawed <laughs> what's that you don't want to play sea of thieves oh fuck it you're gonna have to you're gonna... <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh what did i ever do to you <laughs> yeah. finn well, is not a sea of thieves fan and it's weird because <laughs> You know, they've made well, moves like because I take melatonin now to fall asleep. Oh, oh, uh, it's weird because they've made moves like like EA Access got added mm -hmm. into Game Pass, didn't it? Yeah, I yep, mean, it's in there now. It's it's <laughs> yeah, the cost of Game Pass at this point for Microsoft has got to be pretty high. Like you're offering a pretty incredible value, um, mm -hmm. you know, which, but, which which is why this move should maybe isn't that surprising because I've been saying for years, like they can't keep handing out these $1 deals for like upgrades. Like at some point they got to flip that switch and get everyone to start paying $20 a month to make their money back on this. They're just trying to get everyone used to game pass so that they can do that. Yeah. Cause once you have something and get used to it, you don't want to have all that stuff taken away. Right? Yeah. I started uh, game pass for PC on the, yeah. the dollar at, you know, uh, for, mm -hmm however many months it was like three months and then they they got me to regular price and then they raised the price of game pass for pc a little bit after that and i was like i don't want to get rid of it is good so look at all these games i could play that i'm not playing but i could play because i'm paying the subscription i was gifted you know. a year of it for xbox like for console so i can't really talk so i'm like okay yeah <laughs> so I, I don't i don't see the issue <laughs> Then you, you got rid of your Xbox, didn't you? Uh, initially, because oh. I had the Xbox Series X and then the PlayStation 5 came out and like for two and a half straight months, I never even took it out of its box, the Xbox. I didn't even bother plugging it in. So I gave it to uh, Saki's dad because he was like, I want a gaming system. Well, you know what? Just get Game Pass because for someone like you who will probably never go to the store or anything, having mm -hmm. all those games on hand, probably for the best. And then I eventually found another one because I, I did want one. I just at the time it was PS5 time. It was all mm -hmm. uh, PS5 had launch games. Xbox had older games I could go back to if I wanted to. Wasn't really the quite the same like demand for it. But, you know, then I stuff I I finally hooked it up and downloaded the medium. So I'll give that a shot. Right. We'll see how that goes. Is that on Game Pass? It is. OK, yeah, it's a first party game, I think. Yeah. Oh. So it, it's, you know, it, it's not getting the world's best reviews, but it's a kind of genre that I enjoy. So we'll see. I'm sure the uh, Xbox will be worthwhile eventually. But so yeah. just to back up my earlier statement, because I don't like to just talk out of my ass, even though I do it sometimes. So uh, Final Fantasy really 14. Impressive. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 was officially announced for Xbox. Okay. At 
XO 2019. Phil Spencer said, uh, I want you to know that we will be bringing Final Fantasy 14 to Xbox. We have a great relationship with Yoshida-san, and we're working to to bring it here. But uh, I apparently they're waiting on DX12 support for Xbox. That's like the big holdup. Um, so that uh, there's nothing. So then we'll find out if you need Xbox Live Gold to play it. <laughs> I mean, I'd say like. I'd make the joke about would Final Fantasy 14 even still be a game by then, but Final Fantasy 11 is still a game. So this answer is yes. Expansion. Final Fantasy 14 will never die. Wait, Final Fantasy 11 got an expansion? What? what? Final Fantasy 11 yeah. has the most dedicated hardcore player base that will never leave it. Does not matter. Also, the, the Xboxes don't have support for DirectX 12. Which is a Microsoft thing, right? Apparently it's, it's a, only DX11. It's a, it's a five year old. DirectX 12 was 2015. This I just is, looked uh, that up. Yeah, I don't know. This is what I read. That's depressing. That's real <laughs> depressing. I don't even understand why that would be the case, but. I mean, it could be like a newer version of DirectX 12. Maybe. Well, they do have uh, DirectX 12 Ultimate that's coming. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what that's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beside the point, nobody yeah. knows or cares about that shit. Um, yeah, I um, so yeah, it was it was definitely a blunder. It was a very fun, much less than twenty four hours <laughs> from announcement to walk back. Um, but in the end, it hasn't changed, and free to play games are now actually free to play on Xbox. So here's hoping that in the end. Oh, I'm sorry, go. No, go. I had nothing important to say. Amazing, like all that goodwill they built, you know what I'm saying, and then came cr- like it, it, you know it came crumbling down, and they're starting to pick it back up. I mean, they're in a better place than CD Projekt Red is, but it, it's, it's not hard. Exactly, there's like, it's amazing how one bad move, like how bad one bad move can fuck up your entire like all this years of work. God, what a fucking mess. So, Jeff, you had a good idea for like a fun topic spinning off of the kind of Xbox Live is online multiplayer mm-hmm. kind of yeah. kind of aspect. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it got me thinking like, you know, about Xbox Live, PlayStation, like all these Xbox Live was so revolutionary in terms of uh, bringing consoles and TVs and, you know, console gamers into the online space and actually transforming that kind of gaming into like a social activity. That you could do with friends, uh, you know, when you can't sit side by side. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to just kind of talk about like our kind of first really like uh, real experience online with like a headset, like playing with your friends online. I was thinking like console, but I mean, if you only play or mostly play on PC, like uh, I was just curious what everyone's kind of first game they 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 really remember, like just playing with friends late at night and um, you know deathmatch or or what have you. Um, I don't know, Finn, if you want to lead us off, if you got anything that comes Does it to have to be competitive? No, 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 not at all. Because almost all of my... Well, I, before the N64 generation, it was mostly working together to play, to beat a game together. So someone go before me while I think. Um, I'm going to hit y'all with something. I'm going to hit y'all with something old school. Unreal Tournament. Original ass... Oh. Unreal Tournament on PC was my first online game. Uh, I don't play a lot of online games. It's just online competitive multiplayer is really not so much my thing. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's it's the only way you can play with buds. 
And uh, yeah, I remember playing Unreal Tournament uh, over, well, I guess it would be, those those would have been LAN parties, so that maybe doesn't count. Um, if we're talking online, might have been the original StarCraft on Battle.net. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that probably would have been actually it. So StarCraft 1 on Battle.net. Um, but I've played some weird games online, um, over the course of, of, cause I can name the total number of games I played online before this last generation. Uh, I can, I can count them out. I played Un- Unreal Tournament, like set through LAN, if that, if we want to count LAN gaming. Um, I did the original StarCraft. I played Alien vs. Predator 2 online. Uh, I got... The PlayStation 2's online modem. Yeah, so calm. No, Godzilla Save the Earth. Just for that Godzilla (laughs) fighting game. Uh, I almost never got to play online because there's not a lot of people playing Godzilla Save the Earth online, which sucks because that game fucking slaps. (laughs) Um, What else? Uh, And then Unreal Tournament 2003 and 4 online proper. And I think that's it until this last generation. Uh, and even then I've been um, a little iffy. The only, the only game that really kept me online for any meaningful period of time is probably Overwatch, uh, which I have since fallen off of, but only because I'm waiting for Overwatch 2, like the dirty fucking blizzard pig that I am. <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, well, maybe I'll go now because I'll, I don't know if Derek and I have like really similar taste or if there just wasn't that many online PC games. Cause yeah, Starcraft, uh, Warcraft three, um, definitely unreal tournament, unreal tournament, 2004. We, we talked about that a little bit before. Like, uh, I didn't get like super into them, but I, I distinctly remember playing those. Um, and then in terms of the, uh, Oh, and, and counter-strike 1.6, I played the shit out of like original counter-strike that, and I don't normally like competitive games, but something about that fucking game just just hooked me in. I played all these shitty custom maps that I'm sure were not good, but um, I I remember playing. I mean, I was like young. I was like a teenager, probably like 18 at that time. And I would just play, you know, in the summer, no school. I'd play till like 5 a.m. and the sun starts coming up. Just just Counter-Strike all night. And then, uh, yeah, in the, in the console space, I also had the the online adapter. I honestly didn't know there was a Godzilla game for, for PS2. I, I only played the GameCube one to all monsters, but uh, yeah. save the earth yes. was just a sequel with more shit in it. So um, yeah, I played SOCOM on my PS2 and tribes uh, aerial assault, I think, uh, which is funny because I think tribes like historically a PC game, but for whatever reason I got into it on the PS2 and that was a weird game, but I don't know, man, something about it just, just clicked for me. And I, Played a lot of that with my buddies. And then the last one would be uh, probably Battlefield 1942. That was like really, uh, really, really just opened my eyes to like these big scale um, conquest type games and stuff like that. I could not believe how good that game was and the scale of it. And yeah, hopping on, uh, I don't know if it was like, (laughs) it probably wasn't aim at that point, but like Ventrilo or something like that with my my friends and uh, and, uh, playing that game online was just, yeah, it really was like i don't know it, it's like you can't replicate that experience of like moving from like playing on your couch to like a whole other world with other people online like we're never going to really have that week again in game so it was a, a pretty cool thing to experience 
Finn, what about you, man? Uh, I, I really just personally don't care much for online competitive games. Uh, I did play a couple or in the early PC times. My first one would probably be Command and Conquer Red Alert because it was just fun that they opened that up for online at a time when RTS games were mostly just playing against the computer. Uh, then StarCraft, and then the big one for me was WarCraft 3. Uh, I went hard on WarCraft 3 multiplayer. I was really good at that. I dedicated a lot of time to that. And it wasn't until uh, WoW and Final Fantasy XI, like, that was, I guess, the closest I got after that point to playing competitive multiplayer games. I just don't like them at all shoot that's why i don't play shooters very much unless there's a campaign mode but i like to play with friends towards a common goal or something i love co-op games hate online multiplayer competitive stuff so does not do some it of your for me co-op, your favorite co-op games man like what what did you like playing online with buddies again not nothing if most of my favorite co-op games are games that we play together same screen uh Portal 2 is probably one of my favorite experiences of co-op multiplayer. I've played with a friend and we did the entire co-op campaign together through multiplayer. That was an incredible experience. Uh, Derek jogged my memory. I did enjoy SOCOM, but it was more the novelty of it than the franchise (laughs) as a whole. Like it was, I'm on my PlayStation on a, a modem I've got a headset. I'm talking to people. I'm doing this. Like it was a really cool concept and it just felt so new at the time. Cause if I recall correctly, the PS2 network adapter launched slightly before Xbox Live made console multiplayer like a mainstay. So it was so new. Then I also got the hard drive for PS2 so I could play Final Fantasy 11 online. My PS2 was oh, a man. juggernaut. Just, uh, these, you had the big boy. <laughs> Looking like I, guess I mean, you. it is it is what it is. <laughs> I, I miss, my, my I miss PS2 is fucking Sonic yeah. and Knucklesing the Sega Genesis with all its add-ons. Yes, the tower. Oh. <laughs> no, okay. See, now you got me thinking. Like, what other co-op games did I enjoy playing in a multiplayer capacity? Sonic Two. Don't know. I'm glad you gave a shout out to Warcraft Three, and I'm sorry to drag Derek, but no, I Derek, was gonna say I was actually the most wrong I think I've been in a very long time, very loudly in our DMs. Oh, that was amazing. We were talking. That was about, amazing. What Derek's were we even like talking yeah, about Warcraft Three was a failure. I was gonna say like yeah, like did that many people even play Warcraft Three? And everybody was like, yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it's weird i'm a pc that kid and i'm a blizzard huge. kid and yeah. i just missed warcraft 3 i think i just did not ever move on from age of empires 2 as my rts of choice oh hold on i just thought of probably the most recent example of my perfect co-op experience and that would be divinity original sin 2 playing that with four mm. people uh co-op is probably just one of the best how would you do that without wanting to kill each other by the end of it because i almost because got divorced we... over that game <laughs> Because all of us have uh, common experiences and and I saved all of my fuckery for battles and not killing random townspeople. You wanted to do all the quests, but then. okay, so I was a mage and I would always go like, okay, I want to like I was a water mage. I'm like, I'm going to cast rain over here so I can prep the battlefield for all my totems and shit. And they're like, 
all right and then i go and then they'll just hear me go oops and i've i've triggered combat on accident and that's just what would happen all the time they're all trying to get situated i'm just like all right ray oh i aggroed everybody sorry guys and <laughs> my bad and that's how it would usually go but oh, what a great experience see my Good fiance times. was a murder hobo in original sin too so I, that's one of my favorite stories just, is how she would play versus how you would play yeah it's it's, it's a thing <laughs> cj what about you man so it's funny i never i never got into online mostly because of the um what is it? The paywall on Xbox Live when I first got my 360. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's I, I, got my, I got my I got my 360 when Black Ops the first Black Ops came out. Um, and I I remember liking the game, but I'd only play with my brother's split screen and with bots to simulate online. <laughs> um, so it wasn't until I was gift I was given my PS4 from my aunt who didn't want it. Like she 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 they were they had like a, a, they're upgrading to like the the one S when it came to the, the Xbox One. So they gave us an Xbox, a base Xbox One and a base PS4. And then I decided, all right, well, I mean, you know, I I, I was in college. I had some money for my my, my refund from, from, my, from my school. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's buy PS Plus and we'll start playing games. Most, all, I, do, I only play competitive online shooters as far as online stuff goes. That's all I play now. Again, like I, I got back into Call of Duty like religiously now. Like it's become like this like addiction. I will hop off this call and boot up modern warfare and play until four in the morning because i have that time now i'm unemployed that's all i'm doing um but like you know that so most of my online memories are from this gen i remember playing overwatch back in 2016 religiously on xbox mm -hmm. One with some with some friends from high school and we're all like yeah let's hop on we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll play some we'll run some overwatch um you know playing a lot of uh when call of duty world war ii came out that was the only call of duty game christine was interested in so her and I would play through that online uh, for a, for a while. Same thing with Uncharted Four when that came out. When I when I got it, we played through that online as well. Um, Uncharted Online was like kind of underrated. It was kind of cool. Hell yeah! It was way yeah. more fun than it had any right to be. <laughs> Uncharted Three on the PS3. I was like one of the few online games I played that gen because again it was free. Um, put in like hundred hours into that. So when Four came out, I was just as excited. I I played yeah. through that survival mode. Um, all that stuff. I'm trying to think what else like you know now again it's like call like my main rotation is call of duty um every week i play i we, i've been playing halo uh co-op with a friend we, we we're getting through every single campaign run we just finished reach so we're done with all the bungee stuff we're gonna go into four next week um so that's basically it it's just me it's just call of duty and halo now and the most stereotypical the most stereotypical online experiences you can have you're a real um, gamer I am a real, I am a, I am a, a true hardcore gamer playing the two most casual and mainstream shooters of all time. <laughs> Don't you worry, I'll buy you a copy of Madden 2021. You know what's funny oh, or two or whatever they call it is until the last like year, year and a half, I had never really played either Halo or Call of Duty, and then I I forced myself to marathon all of the Call of Duties up until um i haven't played the new modern warfare yet but i marathoned every campaign up until that point and i'm now working my way through the halo games i quite like the halo games they're good they're, than... I'm, I'm a little rougher <laughs> on call of duty um okay so man this is a whole other discussion we should we could have but like call of duty is basically um a very pretty shooting gallery yeah it's like if if naughty dog made a, sh uh, a shooting gallery but it's yeah. that sort of like cinematic like pop-up shoot watch this nice cutscene. see these things explode and everything 
the new modern warfare tries really hard to be like oh, we're gonna tell this really deep and uncomfortable edgy story but you're mostly just shooting the guys yeah. getting in and out of halo has that old school shooter mentality of like running gunning you have like this large sandbox and shield enemies. power-ups like special weapons exactly yeah. Enem- enemies are going to be a little bit smarter to what you're doing you know what i'm saying if you try to flank them they'll react appropriately you know what i'm saying like those, those call of duty ai are very much like we're going to shoot at the same spot over and over again until you're fucking obliterated um and it, you know it's, it's funny like halo multiplayer is like the thing that got me as much as i like single player games as far as shooters go i don't like campaigns at all doom is the exception oh I'm, doom and far cry are the exceptions but everything else like i no single player shooter has really been as fun as like it's you, online counterpart you played titanfall 2 yet i love the online okay wow but not the campaign that's weird it's okay it's, everyone's it's, entitled it, yeah to their opinions it's it just feels like call of duty you get what i'm huh. saying it yeah has, that's sort of i'm just gonna duty. get whiplash from shaking my head so much yeah. so the only <laughs> the only three call of duty games that really stuck with me at all were i liked advanced warfare i liked infinite warfare and i liked world war ii those are like the three uh, that that i really could fuck with i liked advanced warfare I and world war ii well. i'm aware is a weird choice but the the thing is, I've never I've only finished three Call of Duty campaigns, and all and coincidentally, it's Black Ops one, two, and Cold War. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> the the right, absolute like, oh. most problematic and awful campaigns. I, I love Black Ops one for all its problematic shit. It's a solid campaign. It's a very solid. Again, I could do it. Black Ops one's kind of fun. It's it's, it's a- dumb as shit, and there's some really gross shit in there. But it's actually still kind yeah. of fun. And I have to admit, the hardest, the most fun I had in the entire series playthrough was surfacing at the very end of Black Ops in the middle of the fucking American Navy and then like fighter jets fly overhead and fireworks explode to the American flag and a fucking eagle flies in and tells you that you're the president like (laughs) whatever that ending was but that was the best shit Like, yeah, that's those are the only ones. Like, and I'm I'm working my way to uh, you know through modern the Modern Warfare 2019 now because like I played all this multiplayer. Let's see how this campaign is. It looks nice on my 4K TV. Oh, you're gonna make me uh you know hold someone's family hostage to torture them. All right, well let's see. Let's go. Let's see where this leads to. And you know again, I think after Black Ops Cold War, it hit me like I should never play a first person shooter campaign ever again. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> funny because I'm I'm like the opposite of CJ. Like I usually only play campaigns and games especially like yep. call of duty games and stuff like i just i want that story and then i'm done i don't i've talked about this before i don't want to like go online and get uh just wrecked by like a 12 year old but uh yeah, you don't want to see a trump plan tag probably like, cj uh, a few years ago but uh like um, <laughs> the the thing i don't know there, there's a i mentioned it before there's a few select online games that do hook me like counter-strike uh and like really recently rainbow six siege um and i just like the thing and i get why people don't like playing online or especially competitive multiplayer because i usually don't it's very stressful but there's something about it where it's like unpredictable in a way that most offline games aren't like yeah offline games could vary a little bit but like all that ai behavior is coded in the game to some degree like the routines that they run the way they react it's always going to be somewhat predictable somewhat gameable um and for better or worse i just love that every online match is you have no fucking idea what's going to happen you throw 20 different people in here and some of them are going to be really good 
some of them are going to be really stupid. And just some of the best memories I have, like some of the things that have happened, I think like a lot of companies now are really focusing on like what they call like emergent gameplay, where it's like, uh, even in offline games, like, you know, these sandboxes, like unpredictability, things that just kind of happen, random events. But that's what online gaming is. It's just all, nothing but random events. And there's something about playing Siege and I could just queue up match after match for like five hours straight and every single one plays out so differently. I don't know. that To me, that's like the big appeal of it. And I just, that's, I love that's it. My thing. That's why I only yeah. play Call of Duty online because I'm like, it's not a shooting gallery. Now it's a, I got, you know, five other guys trying to kill me like all right let's 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 change it up a bit i have to admit that when i was playing overwatch 90 percent of my online time was in mystery heroes where not only is every player a random character but you also respawn as a different random character whenever you die sounds so, like chaos it's it's oh, it's, look, it's a good overwatch. way to know that i'm truly masochistic and that i don't actually want any degree of control over anything in my life look, the look, fact that i play modes are like the highlight of like my some of the my online experience this gen like oh sure we'll play as everyone's gonna play as winston like leveled up like with their they're super leveled up to like 200 percent or something yeah. <laughs> like, all right sure why not let's fuck i'll agree go. there's only <clears throat> yeah there's only one true best multiplayer competitive game and that is uh watching john not make a pizza and overcooked <laughs> the competitive aspect is just trying not to fucking laugh at him in the process <laughs> can y'all believe i made him play overcooked uh, for for charity like how did i convince him to do that because it was uh, for the kids it's for the kids he do a lot of things for the kids john would do a lot of things for clout in general i mean he's he's gonna dress up as tall vampire lady for follows so you know you gotta give him that I'm going to create so many burner accounts just to boost that number. Like you don't even know. I'm just going to, I'm going to fucking write a script. That's just going to create 5,000 uh, outlook accounts. And then another script that's just going to create 5,000 Twitch accounts linked to those. And I, I will do what I can to get Let's us. Let's go, there. John. Well, it, you know, the way it goes, it'll be a year after the game releases that he actually does it. I mean, yeah. how long were we waiting on him to do the Waluigi yeah. costume? Oh, I, so I, I long that I lost that. I my Wario costume. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, it's fun to roast people who can't defend themselves because uh, he here. doesn't need to defend himself. He's beyond defending. <laughs> I'm the new guy here. Even I'm like, I'm like egging him on, and I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That just means you're. you're that just home. means you're part of the group. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the family. <laughs> oh, yeah, y'all. I needed this. I needed this tonight. Um, I know that we had a couple people who've had some really hard weeks and, and couldn't be here tonight. Um, but like, I definitely needed this. Uh, it's like, like we all mentioned at the beginning, like, Hey, what have we been doing this last week? Uh, having panic attacks inside of our house on a daily basis. So there's that like, uh, meme format. That's like, what isn't therapy, but feels like therapy. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like doing a podcast with your, with your friends is yeah. feels like therapy. It's the only time I talk to people with, with a voice other than when I'm at work, you know, or to my fiance, that's it, you know, and that's not, that's not enough human interaction. That's not how mm. that goes. Like I should, I shouldn't be hugging my pit bulls quite as tightly as I do at night, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's life. That's where it is. Um, yeah, I'm okay with, with us cutting a couple minutes early. If y'all are. Uh, I think we've kind of run discussion out. Uh, thank you all, those of you who showed up tonight. 
Uh, just as a reminder, I'm going to throw the Discord, the, if I can spell Discord correctly, Discord link into the chat. And then as a reminder to everybody that you can support the show either by subbing to us here on Twitch or uh, through our Patreon link that just got thrown in the chat. Um, this has been an interesting year and some change for us. We haven't been able to go to major events since PAX East last year because it's not fucking safe. Uh, but y'all support has helped us upgrade some equipment. We've got some more equipment upgrades, some more like webcams to swap and some more. Yeah. Look, Jeff showing off his, his lovely new mic. Finn is using his, uh, but we gotta get, we gotta get some, some webcams and some microphones replaced still. Um, so, so any support y'all give us, if you can, I know things are hard right now. Uh, you know, all of our stuff will continue to be free regardless. Um, please, please take care of each other. Take care of yourselves first and foremost. You can't, you can't take care of each other if you can't take care of yourself. And, uh, and yes, Blaine, I will give you back your band hammer. That was definitely a mistake on my part. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody. We will see you next week. And remember, kindness costs nothing. <laughs>